Next on BYU Sports Nation, give me liberty or give me death. Actually, just give me liberty. BYU football is 17-point favorite. Are you buying it? After struggling early in the season, is BYU's defense suddenly awesome? Hey, an awesome weekend awaits BYU basketball, soccer, and volleyball. Join football on the calendar. Which BYU team plays the biggest game tomorrow? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your November 8th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with one of many rumored candidates for the Florida State head football coaching position, Jerem Jordan. Uh, Deion Sanders became a candidate last night. Uh, what? Prime time. Uh, no. Yeah, it's weird how Florida State has gone from top five forever to just awful program, which, by the way, that was like the main non-conference game for Boise State. Seven and one, only lost to the Brighamites. Yeah, and Florida State was supposed to turn things around this year. <laughs> Every year. Uh, okay. Yeah, that and Notre Dame is back. Is Florida State the UCLA of the East, Jerem? Well, they've turned. Well, n- no, uh, they may have turned into something like that, but for <laughs> they had the most it's incredible true, run right? in the history of college football. True. UCLA hasn't done jack squat. Amen to that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. UCLA had like Troy Aikman in the 80s, and like that's kind of been it, right? For the record, I like your resume, Jerem. I also like today's show resume. The voice of the Liberty Flames, Alan York, joins us. Why BYU fans should be at least a little concerned about this Liberty offense. We get to really know the foe. Liberty trivia is full throttle and are going for two picks for tomorrow's showdown at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Game day eve for BYU football. Yes, the Cougars host Liberty at Lavelle Edwards Stadium tomorrow. First ever meeting between the Flames and Cougars. Kickoff set for 7.30 Eastern on ESPNU. Live all-access coverage of the game begins with countdown to kickoff on BYU TV at approximately 6 p.m. Eastern, immediately following the BYU men's basketball game. Cougars in the NFL, Michael Davis had four tackles and a pass deflection in the 26-24 Chargers loss to Ben Bagley's Raiders last night. This week, Sione Takitaki and the Browns host the Bills. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs travel to Tennessee to play the Titans. Taysom Hill and the Saints host the Falcons. Harvey Lange and the Jets host the Giants. And Jamal Williams hopes to continue his, what, five games in a row at the touchdown with the Packers as they host the Panthers. BYU men's basketball, just mentioned this, hosting Old Mountain West Conference foe San Diego State tomorrow in the Marriott Center at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars have enjoyed wild home success against the Aztecs, dating back to the late 70s, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is 29-3 all-time at home against San Diego State. The Aztecs didn't win in Provo with Kawhi Leonard and all of those great teams over the last decade. They last won in Provo in 2005 against a 9-21 BYU team. (laughs) And before that, it was a 1-25 BYU team. 29-3, that's wild. I know. Cougars have won six in a row overall at home against the Aztecs. And 29 of 32. Uh, Mary Lake sets the BYU all-time digs record last night. Season high 21, passing Sierra Parker as the number 11 women's volleyball team came back to defeat Santa Clara and four. Congratulations to Mary Lake. That's incredible. 
Tomorrow, the Cougars play at San Francisco, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific on the WCC Network. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU Cougars are one win away from going back over 500 this season. Hard Yay. to believe that Yay. after BYU lost in Tampa and dropped to 2-4, and four, but here we are. The Cougars beat Boise State. They beat Utah State. They are now a heavy favorite against Liberty. But, Jerem, who will be the most impactful player on the BYU offense specifically tomorrow against the Flames in the first-ever meeting between these two programs? You'd think Baylor Romney if he's the quarterback, but uh, I'm going to go with Matthew Bushman. I think that Matt Bushman, who had zero targets and zero catches – officially. He did have a touchdown catch that somehow was ruled a timeout halfway or at the end of the play against Utah State anyway. In Baylor Romney's only start, your boy Matt Bushman caught five balls for 100-plus yards and two touchdowns. That was career highs in yards and TDs. I think that Matt Bushman's going to have a big game. I think that is going to look to get him the ball. you got to appease your playmakers, right? Because Utah State did bracket and uh, double-team Matt Bushman, but I, I think... Uh, Matthew Bushman will be targeted and have an influence on uh, this game tomorrow night. Liberty's defense is not good. So, yes, BYU should have their way through the air. But, Jerem, they should really have their way in the trenches and in the run game. Boring. Throw me the ball. BYU's run offense (laughs) needs to be the most impactful. So, specifically, I'm going to go with Lopini Katoa. And why not throw in some screen passes to him as well so that BYU can – Keep that trend going. Over 100 yards receiving against Utah State. Yeah, Yeah, really the BYU running backs I expect to be really impactful tomorrow against Liberty. I just don't think the Flames match up in the trenches against BYU's offensive line. Jeff Grimes is on the sideline. He shored things up there with Eric Mateos. BYU is going to run hog wild. Boring football, maybe, but they will run wild tomorrow against Liberty, and Lopini Katoa is going to lead the way. I feel like BYU could run the ball every play and win tomorrow by 20. Yes. Is that, am I nuts on that? No. It, it's not rhetorical. Thank you. No. Um, yeah, I, I, it'd just be boring. But <laughs> I, I hope that BYU passes the right. Like, what we saw and what we've seen from BYU the last two games would be fantastic. Keep that going. Like, keep this going because BYU is not only doing this for this team right now. They're figuring some things out so that they can go into 2020 and jump into it right away, no matter what quarterback it is, right? You'd, you'd think it's Zach Wilson going into the opening game at Utah next year. The present is always more important than the future, but in the next three games, BYU should win these games. So it, it's, it's more than just that, like, Sione Finau should have a good game against Liberty. I want to see a lot of Sione Finau. I want to see Blake Freeling continue to grow as that depth continues to uh, evolve. You only lose Thomas Schoff on the offensive line. And he was a backup, right? Um, you bring back all those guys. I- I'm excited about the future of this offense, what BYU's discovered. And that's the question, too. Can BYU keep this going? Because the sense of urgency was really high against two rivals. Will it be as high against a team like Liberty, which does have BYU's attention? Like, of all the, the easier wins potentially at home that BYU's ever played, this team has a couple of playmakers that are really pop. So BYU is on high alert for those guys. Sure. And very rarely do I look at this question that we just asked as in the most impactful player for BYU on offense and not think, well, it's got to be the quarterback because the quarterback typically is the most influential player. But I think BYU's playmakers, running back specifically, you hand the ball off, the quarterback doesn't have to do as much. Yeah, and with the foot injury with Baylor Romney, you don't want him uh, running around too much, right? Topic two. After six games, BYU was 2-4, and four, had one of the worst rush defenses in the country, or uh, 
were good at being bad, depending on how you look at it. Now, two games later, the Cougars have defeated rivals Boise State, Utah State. No one's talking about the rush defense anymore. But rather, the Cougars' ability to take the ball away, third and picks per game in the nation. Is the BYU defense suddenly awesome? Yes. BYU's defense is suddenly awesome, just like the offense has kind of suddenly become offense. And I attribute this to Kalani Satake making changes and having some hard conversations to put his staff in position to put their players in the right position to get the full potential out of this team. So it goes back to Kalani Satake and the coaches. BYU's defense, yes, is awesome. And I know that people have a love-hate. They have a love-hate relationship with the drop eight mentality and only rush three. But that depends who you play. Won the game against Utah State last week. They won the game against USC. You didn't have to do it against Boise State. It was a different game plan. Yes, the defense is suddenly awesome, and the coaches deserve so much credit for this. Kalani Satake, he knows that Diane Gawoluku is his best defensive player. He made an immediate change, put him at safety, and all of a sudden we saw him against Boise State, safety blitz. There were wrinkles against Utah State, even though the Cougars did drop eight a lot of the game against Jordan Love. And yeah, the Aggies moved the ball from the 20 to the 20, but when it counts, BYU was coming up with turnovers. Yeah, the coaches deserve huge credit in this. Yes, BYU's defense is suddenly awesome. What's the point of the game? It's not to prevent yards. It's to prevent points. If you can do both, great. That's awesome. Uh, Boise State scored 25 points. BYU ended up scoring 28. That was enough. BYU's offense was good enough in that game. Against Utah State, BYU's offense was incredible, thanks in part to five takeaways for the BYU defense. The first six games BYU had, or first four games, half of the season, first up to this point. BYU had six takeaways. Since then, 12. So doubling that number. Five uh, fumble recoveries, seven picks in the last four games. It's nice to not have to play Power 5 teams or travel to the Eastern Time Zone, apparently, because that's who BYU played and what BYU did. Last two to you know four games there, BYU has been much, much better in suppressing points, in suppressing uh, you know, red zone touchdowns. BYU's taking the ball away. Taking the ball away is the greatest thing you can do. It's better than a three and out. It's better, you know what I mean? It's, it's good. It, BYU's defense has shown up, especially those linebackers. It's been wild. Now, Liberty averages almost 35 points a game, but you look at their level of competition yeah. and compare that to BYU. What do you feel like is an adequate number for BYU's defense to shoot for tomorrow against the Flames offense that does have some playmakers? Probably low 20s. Okay. Yeah. I, because I do think Liberty can score, but I think BYU should get into the 40s in this game on offense and defensively be in the, the low 20s. Okay, yeah. which takes us to our next topic, Jerem. Right now, BYU is a 17-point favorite <laughs> against the Flames. <laughs> Did they consult with you? Maybe. Okay. At 17-plus, is your expectation that BYU wins by that sometimes cursed number on BYU Sports Nation? Well, it either is cursed or it isn't, right? It can't be sometimes cursed. It either is or it isn't. Uh, yes, I expect BYU to win by 17+. plus. This means that this will be a two-score game. That's what that means tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that Liberty's O-line and D-line match up well with BYU, like you mentioned. Um, and let's assess Liberty. Yes, they have some playmakers. Yes, we've kind of been beating that drum of the good quarterback-receiver combo with Steven Buckshot-Calvert and Antonio Gandy-Golden, right, and some good running backs. But a 21-point loss to Louisiana, who is 7-2, I know, but still, 21. A 7-point win against New Mexico and New Mexico State? Really? Yeah, they scored 20 and 21 in those games. 10-point loss to Rutgers? Uh, BYU's covering, baby, tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, 17-plus. 
I was a little hesitant to say, yes, BYU win by 17-plus early in the week because I wasn't sure about the BYU quarterback situation. There was a moment in my mind I wondered, is Joe Critchlow going to be the fourth different quarterback to start a game for BYU this season based on what happened against Utah State and all these injuries? Hopefully he's not next week. But when Jeff Grimes said that Baylor Romney would not be prevented from playing in the game because of his foot injury, at that moment I was like, okay, BYU will win by 17-plus. If BYU handed the ball off every play, would BYU win by 17-plus? I, I think it'd be, it'd be li- close. It'd be close. It'd be close. Under. Yes, that's yeah. how I feel. I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect Liberty. I'm just trying to call it as it is. Liberty hasn't played. Hardly, they played Syracuse and Rutgers in terms of Power 5 teams. Both of those teams are winless in their conferences. Yeah, they, they're just not that good. Liberty has some playmakers. It's one thing to just throw it up to a guy. It's yeah. another to establish the run, uh, convert third and longs, right? Prevent BYU from imposing its will on the offensive line. Uh, then the play action passes wide open. BYU runs all these trick plays now, which is super fun. By the way, has BYU turned into Boise State? Kind of? A little bit, maybe. Like, and I do. I love it. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Baylor Romney might uh, be a receiver. <laughs> you might. You may have a fake reverse. You have the jet sweeps. Yeah, like it's fun, right? Winning is fun. Winning is fun. Like if BYU ran the triple option and the whole Kenny Amatilolo thing, we don't run the triple. Option, you know. If BYU ran the triple option and it was 12-0, we'd, we'd be happy-ish. Style does matter, though, and the style that BYU is playing is really fun to watch. Sure. Winning with style is always fun. And style has mattered here. We haven't sought to be Stanford here, although that was a little bit of Ty Detmer's thinking was, let's build an O-line and let's Blue Ocean strategy be a solid run team because um, we can recruit O-linemen get a good running back. But BYU has always been this kind of pass-heavy team, and that's how they made their brand. Well, let's not overlook the fact that BYU can take a very important step towards securing a winning record at home for the first time in three years by beating Liberty tomorrow. Sweet. I expect that every year, so I'm not that stoked about it. It's crazy that like, BYU hasn't done it the last two If you can't do that, the then years. that's pathetic. It's, yeah. it's been tough to protect Lavelle's house, and so the Cougars do have that it, opportunity tomorrow. Like, I almost feel bad. Like, Lavelle Edwards passed away, and BYU's just been terrible at home, right? But this season, BYU has discovered itself, finally, at home, and that's been great because that's a special place. Like, when we walk in there for home games, there's only six. I, I go there, and it's like reverential to a degree where it's like, oh my gosh, this is awesome to be here. Let's see BYU get a win here. And uh, BYU's figured it out better in 2019, which uh, is yeah. great. Two wins against two ranked teams with yeah. some magic at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Saturday is a special day. It's the day you win at home. Okay. Let's go. Question of the day. Which offensive player for BYU will have the biggest impact against Liberty and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At SouthernBoy underscore 40 clearly knows what he's talking about on Twitter. He says, Lopini Katoa. Liberty has struggled stopping their run, plus Pini can catch and block effectively. He can do it all. I said this during the game with uh, Dave Blaine and David. I said, what has Lopini Katoa done to not earn more playing time? All he's done has been solid, right? Tyson Williams was a better back and was the starter. But Lopini Katoa has been a guy that's waited for his opportunity. And his 129, 100-plus, first running back with 100-plus since 07 Whoa. at BYU. 12 years. Harvey Unga did it in 07. So that was a notable accomplishment. 77-yarder 
really helped. He him spent out. a lot of time working with Jamal Willis specifically right. over the summer on vision and cutback yeah. and Isn't that speed Jamal's and yes, Twitter handle? cutback elite or cut whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So you can see that paying off. And it's nice because I see those drills from the guys, and I always think this feels worthless. Like when I just watch it, I'm like, there's no defenders. There's no. And then you see what he can do with his footwork, and you're like, okay, it's worth it. <laughs> it is worth yeah, it, absolutely. Great. At cot underscore BYU football on Twitter says Baylor Romney. He will throw the ball like a pro all over Liberty's defense. Mm. They gave up two thirty four through the air game. I imagine BYU should get two fifty plus in this game offensively. In the, through the air, through the air. Yeah, I don't know how much Baylor Romney is going to be required to throw right. the ball. And ideally, Baylor Romney is out in the middle of the third quarter. I mean, that would be the ideal thing. You put in Joe Critchlow, and then it's whether BYU covers or not. That's the storyline. It'd be nice to rack up 250 passing yards with the majority of them coming on screen passes, like BYU did against Utah State. Right. So, yeah, more of the story. Liberty got some playmakers, got to be alert with those guys. If BYU can focus on that, take care of the rest, I think BYU wins big. We'll see. Coming up, it's a loaded BYU Sports Weekend. Which team has the most meaningful game? Alan York, the voice of the Liberty Flames, is going to say football because his Liberty team is in Provo for the first time ever. Why should BYU fans worry about their offense? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow, watch Countdown to Kickoff immediately after the men's basketball game at approximately 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific on BYU TV. As Spencer, David, Tanner Mangum, Carla, and David Blaine get you ready for BYU and Liberty. We are live on BYU TV in Studio B or the Studio Bizzle alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. This is where the party is on a Friday, and this weekend is a huge one. For BYU Athletics. Nice. Yes, BYU football will host Liberty. First ever meeting between those teams. BYU has a chance to go over 500. But BYU basketball welcomes Old Mountain West Conference foe San Diego State. Oh, yeah, those guys. BYU women's soccer has a chance to close out their first ever undefeated regular season. It's incredible. BYU volleyball. Fresh off Mary Lake setting a record. Still doing their thing inside the top 15. Jerem, which of the four teams do you think has the biggest game, maybe biggest opportunity this weekend. Women's soccer, to finish the regular season with an undefeated record is just stupid awesome. (laughs) They have one tie. I mean, they're one game away from being winning the whole time, right? Undefeated in soccer means you haven't lost, right? Um, They've tied once at Santa Clara, respectable tie, right? BYU probably going to get something like a two-seed, maybe a three-seed, hopefully not, but a two-seed would be awesome. You get all the way through the Sweet 16 at home. Uh, I think it's women's soccer. Now, men's hoops is interesting because old rival and first game since Jimmer versus Kawhi, the, you could argue the greatest game played in the Marriott Center in terms of energy and excitement. Uh, everyone rushes the court. Oh, by the way, women's basketball opens the season at Washington State. That's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Women's volleyball continues to do their thing. They're so good, we kind of forget and ignore them. We shouldn't. Uh, of course, football to kind of get over 500, and you, t- you talked about the home record. There's a lot of meaningful ones, but to me, none more meaningful than women's soccer. Against LMU, senior night, by the way. Tomorrow night, 10 Eastern. You can listen to that on BYU Radio. BYU women's soccer can clinch another West Coast Conference championship with a win tomorrow night. And they're That's heavy such favorites. an afterthought for me. I know. Uh, you know what I mean? But since like joining the WCC, BYU has won the conference all but one year. And this is a conference that features... Santa Clara and Pepperdine. Portland and used to Portland be good. They're not now. used to be now. so good. Yeah. BYU has taken over the West Coast Conference. If they weren't such a heavy favorite, 
I would say that it's they play the biggest game tomorrow, but I expect them to win handily. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked to see a five to one game or a four to nothing game. BYU is going to they're going to finish undefeated. That is going to happen tomorrow. Amazing. If it were a tougher opponent, I would say okay, yes, there's more on the line. BYU is going to win. Like it, to me, they've already clinched the undefeated season. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. Congratulations to them. For me, BYU men's basketball has an opportunity to really tell us something tomorrow against a team that's going to be taller, longer, more athletic. I would and, hope so. And a better rebounding team than the Cougars, who are clearly missing out on Yoli Childs and Gavin Baxter. BYU can pick up a quality win early in the season against San Diego State, a team that BYU has enjoyed great success against when they play on their home floor. So It's, it's been, been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. They haven't played since 2011 11. in Provo. Yeah. But BYU... BYU can get a much-needed confidence boost. This would go a long way letting these guys know we can win a big game without Yoli Childs and without Gavin Baxter. Sure, yeah. No, I, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this game matters later. Because, I hope it's a quad two. Right. San Diego State last year was 116 in net ranking, and uh, for a road game that was a quad two for BYU. I mean, BYU's resume didn't really matter at the end, right? didn't make the NIT. But uh, this year, we're hoping that BYU is at least in the hunt. And, uh, you know, you hope that, that this is at least a quad two. It's not going to be a quad one from San Diego State, but possibly a quad two, which would be really nice. And to remind people of what that would mean, they would need to be in the top 75. Okay. So San Diego State needs to have a really good season. Okay, more on the most important BYU game this weekend in just a little bit. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the play-by-play voice of the Liberty Flames, Alan York. Alan, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Good to be on with you guys. Thank you. What is life like as a new addition to college football independence at the FBS level? It's everything and more. Um, <laughs> it's a dream of the university when it was founded back in 1971. And, you know, a couple of years ago, NCAA approved a waiver for us to go independent instead of being invited to a conference. And uh, we've been uh, enjoying it ever since. Is Liberty seeking conference affiliation at some point in the future? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, right now we're all sports in the A Sun and definitely would, uh, answer a call from anybody, uh, that would be interested in maybe allowing us to join, uh, a new conference like that. But it definitely has been talked about. But as far as the independent role and kind of where we are, kind of like BYU, you can schedule anybody if they want to sign that contract. And so that's what we enjoy about. Uh, having an independent schedule and uh, taking trips like we are here today to Provo. Speaking of that trip, this will be the third trip to the Mountain Time Zone this season. Um, how's your frequent flyer miles account right now, Alan? It's really good. <laughs> uh, broadcast for basketball as well. And so, uh, new conference, as I mentioned, CA Sun. We're traveling a lot for basketball. We're heading to Phoenix. Uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, we're going to the Bahamas. So, uh, can't complain about that and the uh, hotel points as well. How would you summarize the 2019 Liberty football season so far at 6-3, and 1-5 of 6, and certainly uh, that tandem of Stephen Buckshot Calvert and Antonio Gandy-Golden has, have been a couple of guys we've talked about all week? I think we've handled expectations pretty well, um, exceeded them, not quite yet. I think if you ever exceed expectations, you might get into a, a role of complacency, and right now, uh, Liberty is enjoying the 6-3 and three record. Uh, a couple of games, I think, 
we would like back. You look at the season Syracuse is having now. We opened up with the Orange in Lynchburg uh, back in late August. I think we would like another shot at them, but you know, uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But to be six and three, one game away from bowl eligibility in the first year of being eligible to go to a bowl, I think you take it where you are right now at three games left. What kind of bowl expectation is there for Liberty with no direct tie-in, but you have a chance, a real chance to win eight games this season? Certainly do. Um, right now, the one quote-unquote secondary agreement we have, that's the official jargon for it, is with the Cure Bowl. Now, the Cure Bowl has a tie-in with the Sun Belt and the AAC. Right. If those teams don't have enough to qualify for that bowl, then we would uh, be a good fit for the Cure Bowl. And outside of that, starting in 2020, uh, we've signed a, a deal with ESPN for some of those secondary bowls that they produce um, that uh, if, again, if we qualify, then we would be one of those candidates to take one of those spots. And so even this year, even outside of the Cure Bowl, uh, if there's not enough uh, teams to fill the other voids, then if we do get to those seven wins because we have two FCS wins, then hopefully we'd be uh, considered to make a bowl trip this year. Antonio Gandy-Golden, uh, the wide receiver, second in FBS in uh, yards with over 1,000. He's incredible. He's going to be an NFL draft pick. Um, what did New Mexico do to hold him to four for 40? Just just uh, asking for just me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, he, he gets a lot of double team, a lot of bracketed coverage over on him, and uh, that was a tight game um, as I kind of think back to it. But um, – we got some other slot receivers that can still do a good job, but when they start making plays, it opens up the field even more for Antonio Danny Golden. And it doesn't take, I don't care who you put on him, and it's not being, you know, cocky or anything, but you can double team him all you want. He's got the strongest hands I've ever seen. He's got a great frame, and once he gets the ball in his hands, he becomes like a fullback. He'll run you over. He's very physical. That's one thing he's added to his game. He could always catch and always run and jump. But to be able to be physical after the catch and get yards after contact is one thing I've really seen from him that's taken him to that uh, upper echelon of uh, NFL prospect. Ellen, what, what's the story of how he landed at Liberty? I, you know, he was definitely under the radar, and our previous staff, uh, Tim Gill, and his staff did a great job kind of mining um, those kind of afterthoughts. And Antonio was one of those. I would say the same thing about Buckshot Calvert, although as Buckshot started to get recruited more by Liberty, he started to see those uh, kind of mid-major uh, FBS teams kind of get in the fold uh, for the likes of Buckshot. So definitely unheralded uh, coming out of high school for both of them, to be honest with you. Uh, but, man, the, the, the tutelage they've gotten and the coaching from both staffs, including Hugh Freezes now, have really taken them up a notch here in their senior season. What happens if you call Buckshot Calvert by his real first name, Steven? Is he, is he okay with Dude, that? That is a phenomenal question. Every time I see him on campus, I call him Steven just to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really turn his head around because he hears Buckshot all the time. I'm like, Steven, do your professors call you Steven? He goes, no, not really. Nobody really does. <laughs> dad doesn't because the quick story on that story, I'm sure we documented this week, but his dad was a big NASCAR fan growing up. Buckshot Jones, back in the day, was a great NASCAR racer. Told the wife, hey, I want to name him Buckshot. She said, no way, no how. He's going to be named Steven. So as a concession, his dad said, well, 
can we name him his middle name who got shot? Like, legally. And she's like, that's fine. You take the middle name, I'll take the first name. And so they compromised. Happy wife, happy life. And so it is Buckshot is the middle name legally, and obviously he goes by that. But I do, every once in a while when I see him, hey, Steven, I'm sure he likes to hear that every, every once in a while because it's first name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a hunter per se, but wouldn't Buckshot be the worst middle name for a quarterback, right? You want, like, precision? Yet this guy is really, really good. He's top 20 in a ton of categories. Yeah, he is phenomenal. And leading into his senior season, he needed to kind of uh, take his game to another level, and he's done that. You know, he had a ton of interceptions last year. But Coach Freeze came in, and he said, look, I'm going to call like I said. I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to shoot from my hip. And he says, you're not preparing like a top-level quarterback. And he was really hard on buckshot when they first got to know each other about how to prepare. And Kent Austin, our new quarterback coach, has done a phenomenal job with Buckshot of teaching him the intricacies of watching film, diving into the playbook, doing more than what your talent will take you because you have to do a little bit more the higher levels you get, and Buckshot definitely has done that this year. Alan York, the play-by-play voice of the Liberty Flames, with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's the reception like in Lynchburg, Virginia, for Liberty football? Uh it's smack dab right in the middle of the state. We're equal distance between Blacksburg, where Virginia Tech is, and Charlottesville, where Virginia is. And so we're trying to build those inroads, recruiting, branding. It's a worldwide uh, university with our online program of over 100,000. And so we have a pretty good niche in Lynchburg. Our stadium was expanded last year to 25,000. And we've got a good group of fans that enjoy coming to games, but we're still – uh, thirsty for national exposure, and I know we'll definitely get a lot of that coming up uh, on Saturday on ESPNU against BYU. Alan, great to talk to you, and we look forward to uh, seeing you in Provo, man. Can't wait. You guys do a phenomenal job. I tell you what, I have been over the top impressed with everything from audio, from video that you guys do. Uh, we definitely can take a page out of your book. We do some great things with our technology on campus, but you guys definitely are up the upper echelon with coverage of your team. And uh, at the same rate, also the coverage of the other team. It has been off the charts phenomenal. Definitely it's helped with my preparation. And look forward to shaking some hands and saying hello to some of y'all coming up this weekend. Fantastic. Thanks, we appreciate Alan. that, Alan. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. You got Alan York on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. That's very kind of Alan. We appreciate that. Yes. Coming up, how well do we know the Liberty Flames? A little bit better after that conversation, but we'll play a little Know the Phone. And of all the BYU games this weekend, which is the most important? This is BYU Sports Nation. Number four, women's soccer is pursuing an undefeated regular season. They're 17-0-1, taking on LMU on senior night tomorrow night, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on BYU Radio. All part of a huge weekend for BYU Athletics. Men's basketball against San Diego State. Women's basketball tips off their season on the road in Pullman, Washington, at Washington State. Of course, women's volleyball, top 12 team. And, yeah, there's some BYU football, which takes us to the Cougar Whip Around. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU football seeking a third straight win when they host Liberty tomorrow. First meeting between the two programs. Watch or listen to pregame coverage on BYU TV and BYU Radio following BYU men's basketball at approximately 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Cougars in the NFL. Michael Davis had four tackles and a pass deflection and a 26-24 charges lost to the Raiders last night. This week's the only Taki-Taki and the Browns host the Bills. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs. Play the Titans, Taysom Mill and the Saints play the Falcons, Harvey Lungy and the Jets host the Giants, and Jamal Williams and the Packers host the Panthers. Men's basketball. BYU hosting San Diego State tomorrow. Renewal of an old Mountain West Conference rivalry for Eastern 1 Pacific live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The two teams meeting for the first time in Provo since 2011. Jimmer Fredette, Kawhi Leonard in that business. BYU, fun fact, and our stat of the day, 29-3 all-time at home against the Aztecs. Volleyball. Mary Lake set the BYU all-time digs record last night. Season high 21. Congratulations to Mary Lake. Passing Sierra Parker as the number 11 women's volleyball team came back to beat Santa Clara in four. Tomorrow the Cougars play at San Francisco, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific on the WCC Network. Women's basketball. The Cougars headed to the Northwest. They'll take on the other Cougars of Washington State tomorrow at 4 Eastern in Pullman. Soccer. Number four, women's soccer, playing for an undefeated season, as mentioned, against LMU tomorrow night, 10 Eastern. Tennis. The men's tennis team continuing competition in Southern California at the Intercollegiate today after advancing all doubles duos and five singles players to main draws. Hockey. Oh, okay, BYU hockey beat uh, Montana State last night, 3-2, two, two goals from Ian Thunhorst. Hey, really, yeah, really stood on uh, his head. He uh, just uh, stood on his head, played, uh, played that good uh, old-time <laughs> hockey. Our question of the day about BYU football. Which offensive player will have the biggest impact against Liberty? Liberty, Liberty. Andrew Tucker on Facebook says, I always thought Gunnar Romney and Bushman would be the next Collie and Pitta. Mm. Does he mean... Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm honestly shocked BYU hasn't used them as much this season Hello, considering the talent. Hello, Dennis. Uh, yeah, I think Bushman's a really good player. Uh, Dennis is an old-timer. Like, Bushman could sneak into the top ten. If, if Bushman finishes in the top ten in BYU history, that's quite the accomplishment at tight end. You could argue that BYU's had more great tight ends than quarterbacks. That's a, that would be a fun conversation. Tight end, you? Like, like I, it's probably quarterbacks, but it's a fun conversation. Gunnar Romney is emerging, which is awesome. Uh, not a coincidence. His brothers played, and Gunnar Romney's received the ball more. Uh, nepotism. Nepotistic quarterback play. And we don't care at and all. And it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. No, that's been fine. I, I'm excited to watch the evolution of Gunnar Romney. Oh, by the way, Matt Bushman's a junior. How about that? I, and I, I don't know that he's a guy that would leave. We'll see if he's evaluated at that level. I think he needs more run. I think right now he's not an NFL draft pick. That's just my take. Maybe late rounder, but... I think if he stays another year, he's got a shot. So here's my thing on leaving early. If you are guaranteed to go the first two days of the NFL draft. Oh, first three rounds? Yes. Then That's been our frustration with BYU Hoops. It's like, wait, you left, but you're not even going to be drafted? Why'd you leave? Isn't this, doesn't this mean something to you? Yeah. You know, that's been the frustration. Like if Kairos Tonga leaves, but he's not in the first three rounds, it's like, couldn't you have stayed and done that? And pushed your stock up. I think that they can push their stock up. Yeah. Dennis Pitta was taken in the fourth round right. as an all-timer. Return missionary. Older. Four years. Like, why not? Had a, had a successful uh, career, some think. Right? Oh, hey, Matt. We'd love for you to stick Matt, around. stay here, man. Don't, <laughs> I don't, and I don't, I don't know that that's, like, a thing with him. Kairos Tonga has already said he's leaving. 
which I'm thinking, if he's not in the first rounds, why have you said that out loud already? Perhaps, given his family situation, he wants to go make money and just go. Like, everyone's different from that standpoint. At VRR616 on Twitter says, if the offensive line has a great game, I think the rest will take care of itself. Also, I think it would be cool to run the Statue of Liberty play versus Liberty. That would be amazing. Okay, so that's where you made famous mostly by Jared Zabransky. What was it? Oh, seven thousand seven Fiesta Bowl Fiesta win Bowl. over Oklahoma. So you fake, you know, to the right. You hold the ball behind your back, and the quarterback runs. The running back takes it to the opposite side or whatever. That that was to Ian Johnson, who then proposed to his girlfriend, and she like, said it was, yes. <laughs> that detail is very important, and it gets lost. It really does. If she had said no, you would remember it for a different reason, right? That was an awesome moment. That play, that game, that's maybe the greatest game I've ever seen. Which, by the way, we haven't brought it up. So last night, last night, ESPN did the top ten biggest upsets, and what was BYU winning the eighty-four national title was what, like seven? Yeah, it was the in list? the top ten. It was the only like non-game thing, if I recall. It was a whole season. It was the whole season. The fact, do yep. people not know that BYU won? It's been. 35 years, I Wait, guess. BYU won a national championship? Uh, BYU fans are quick to remind Utah about this, and Utah is quick to remind <laughs> BYU about its conference affiliation and to undefeated <laughs> BCS seasons, right? And the, the wheel and goes round. The back and forth. And the wheel goes round. Okay, coming up, going for two picks. Plus, get to know the foe. Your Wikipedia brain busters on the Liberty Flames <laughs> coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. No primary sources in this one. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Colby Lee and the men's basketball team host San Diego State tomorrow, 4 Eastern. Get it, Colby! 1 Pacific. He's going to throw down tomorrow afternoon. Watch the, the game. only dunk of the season. Hey, how about that? Watch the game on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio. He's also my favorite to win the annual Nate Austin Award, Jerem. For most fouls. Most fouls. If you need a quality jump hook... There is one man to do it at BYU. <laughs> one. All right. Yes. A shout-out to Colby Lee and BYU basketball. Mm-hmm. Huge weekend ahead for BYU sports. And BYU football will host Liberty tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You can watch Countdown to kick off immediately following Colby Lee and men's basketball. But, Jerem, how much do you know about Liberty? Like, really know. We're going to test it with Ben Bagley as we play Know the Foe. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Not really. I don't think we know very much, much. and and we're about to confirm that. I've read the game notes, but that's all I know. Yeah, I've read a little bit of the Wikipedia page, notable alumni. The fife and drum, let's go. Okay, Ben, what have you prepared for us? Well, if you've studied the game notes, you will be ill-prepared for this game, Jerem. I'm sorry. Because all sources come from Wikipedia. Yeah. I, well, I'm actually, no, we actually went things. outside Wikipedia for some of this today. <laughs> hey, uh, in a predetermined coin flip, which neither of you two were involved in, Jerem won the cut toss okay. in the second half, right. so Spencer will go first. I said heads! Sorry, we deferred to the second half. All right, Let's Spencer. Let's half! Spencer. <laughs> yes. Liberty University is the top employer in Lynchburg in the Lynchburg area. Which of the following trendy clothing retailers is also in the top ten? Oh, is it world? Abercrombie and Finch? Is it The Gap? Is it J. Crew? Or is it Eddie Bauer? I'm going with Eddie Bauer, Ben. <clears throat> oh. Sorry, that's that's wrong. That's J. Crew. J. Crew. Oh, that was J. my initial Crew. feeling. Ah. <laughs> they're, they're the 10th tenth, tenth largest employer in Lynchburg. Okay. Uh, more on Lynchburg, really? by the way. Uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, founded by John Lynch. Not Berg. that John Lynch. Oh. 
But seeing that the other John Lynch wasn't that impressive, we stuck with that John Lynch. Yeah, I was like, the, the Niners GM <laughs> was there in the 1600s? Love that guy. Because Virginia's oh. super old, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, in like yeah. 1740. But uh, so, so John Lynch Before of the that. 49ers, much more interesting than the other John Lynch. So the question is, John Lynch was a two-sport athlete and was drafted by which Major League Baseball team? The Florida Marlins, the Houston Astros, the Milwaukee Brewers, or the San Francisco Giants? I'll go Giants. Uh, you fell for the San Francisco. Team. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's the Florida Marlins. The Florida Marlins. Yes, the Florida Marlins. Oh, so far, 0-0, zero, zero, Spencer. <laughs> John Lynch has nothing to do with Liberty. <laughs> hey, it was founded by John Lynch. Didn't people show up in Virginia in the 1600s? <laughs> No, I love my, it so much. Ben. I'm just going to tell you, Lynchburg, Virginia, not giving me a lot of content. Okay. Sorry. All good. All right. Here we go. Uh, notable M- notable alumni from uh, mm-hmm. Liberty. Ooh, okay. Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not technically an alum, but he did enroll in an online graduate degree for divinity. Yes. That being said, what was Nick Foles' first college he enrolled in? Was it oh. Ole Miss? Was it Arizona? Was it South Dakota State? Or was it Michigan State? Oh, man. Do you know this, Jerem? Uh, no. I'm gonna go, I have a good guess. Though. I'm going to go Ole Miss. No, that would State? be Hugh Freeze. It is Michigan State. Michigan State. Played his freshman year at Michigan State. Yeah. How about that? Was he with Kirk Cousins at the same time? And he made the right decision to go to Arizona. Yes. All right, Jerem, you get another alumni question. ESPN right, Samantha Ponder, an alumni of yes. Liberty. Yes, loves him. Her first child, a daughter, is named after which famous college football coach? Is it Bobby Bowden? Is it Lavelle Edwards? Is it Newt Rockney? Or is it Steve Spurrier? I'm guessing Bobby because Christian Potter went to Florida State. Yes. Oh, Daughter's yeah, name is Bowden St. Clair. Story time. 2011, BYU's playing at uh, Jerry's World against TCU. I'm the KSL sideline reporter. Sam Ponder finishes the interview, and then I go with Bronco right after. So Sam and I kind of had a moment there. Oh, you there. had a connection. We had a oh. moment there. Okay. And oh, I was like, what geez. am I doing here? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> then they made me a producer. <laughs> All right, Spencer, you're now, you're now trailed by one. We're going to go honor code question here. Spencer. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Can we do this? Yes, we can. <laughs> According to the Liberty University honor code, which of the following activities are not allowed on campus? Oh, boy. Staying out past curfew, attending dances, watching rated R movies, or playing video games rated M for mature. What is this, BYU? I know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go staying out past curfew. What? No, you what? can actually video sign games? a wa- you can sign a waiver to stay out past a curfew. Then why have a curfew? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is games? actually attending dances. They went all Kevin Bacon and Footloose up in Lynchburg. No dances? Dang. No dances. Can't attend dances. And people think we're strict? What? <laughs> Clip this off and send it out to the masses. Yeah. Get Kevin Bacon, line one. Uh, yeah. Jerem, Hugh Freeze. Yes. Hugh Freeze's first name is not actually Hugh. That's his middle name. Uh, what is his actual first name? Uh, get out of the game, though. That's cheating. Is it Buckshot, Larry, Danny, or Leslie? Wait, what? Buckshot and then what? Buckshot, Larry, Danny, or Leslie? Larry, Danny, or Leslie? <laughs> Danny. Yes. Oh, you're so lucky. You're so Another lucky. point for Jerem. He's up 2-0. Oh, Danny? So his name's lucky. Danny? Where's Hugh? Da- Hugh's Danny middle name? Hugh Freeze. Danny yeah, Freeze. okay. All right. 
That's why uh, I named my, my my kid's middle name is Michael. So if he wants to go by Michael Jordan, he can do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Spencer. You, you got you to gotta stay in the game here. Okay. Okay. The MD4-2000 is a deluxe treatment chair used by dentists, Medispas, and Hugh Freeze when coaching on the, in the press box mean, after using a hospital bed. Mm-hmm. If you were looking to purchase one for your own personal use, what would it set you back? $4,500, or $9,700? Oh, This music's the best, by the way. Our independent music. This is Price is Right! Uh, I'll Don't take go over. $1, do $1. I'll take $5,300. Correct! Yes! <laughs> High five! <laughs> <laughs> Scores 2-1. Jerem's already won, but we'll give you the last question, Jerem. Let's do last it. Last question. Which of the following features I'm can you... I'm in victory formation right yeah. now, by the way. <laughs> Which of the following features can you not get on the M- aforementioned MD4-2000 <laughs> if you desired so to purchase it? A neck rest, head cushion, and face-down facial headrest. A four-motor electric capacity with reverse angle tilt. <laughs> a paper roll holder. Or stainless steel foot pedals. I'll go with B. <laughs> no, you st- it, it, it does come equipped with a four-motor electric capacity with reverse angle tilt. Jeremy. It's the stainless steel foot pedals, isn't it, Ben? Yes, they, they are not stainless oh, steel. clearly D. Don't forget, it, you get the paper roll holder, though. So I think that earns me at least a partial tie. Paper roll? Like, All right, Spencer, like you lose paper? two to one and a half. <laughs> Congratulations, Jerem. You That's- win Liberty. <laughs> Give him liberty. Give me liberty. Yeah. Oh my oh, goodness. Well, that That's was fun. By far the most random that was yeah we that was ever done. Yeah, it was great to see Ben do some real research. That was awesome. <laughs> Coming up, seventeen plus. <laughs> and a rising shout out to an all timer, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Yes, absolutely. Jerem, what? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. And, yo, this is on demand. You can watch it live or not, whatever. BYU TV, BYU Radio app. Uh, if you survived Know the Foe, then you certainly can survive our going for two picks. Can you predict the future? Yep. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Jerem holds an 11-7 lead on the season. I'm trying to get back in it. My first pick to help me do so, Jerem, BYU will have 500-plus total yards of offense okay. tomorrow. Okay. They've only done it once, and it was the last game against Utah State. Yeah, this is the worst team BYU has played. I think that will happen. If that doesn't happen, then I'm kind of concerned. Okay. I almost want it to be higher, but it is what it is. Pick number two. BYU will hold Liberty to under 125 yards rushing. They average 144 a game. BYU's been giving up 206 a game, under 125. You're going to go 2-0 on this. Uh, my first pick, 17-plus. I think BYU's going to win this game and cover the line. BYU's a 17-point fave that BYU's going to cover. Pick two, Antonio Gandy-Golden won't have 100 yards. What? He's had six games with 100-plus. 100-yard games. Uh, There are a couple games where he didn't. I think this is going to be one of them. I think BYU figures it out with him. Or not. Did he go 100-plus against the good teams they played? i got to look at that. Uh, Probably. (laughs) Okay. Those are our going for two picks. Again, Jerem with a four-point advantage. I just want to make it competitive, Jerem. Will it ever be competitive, Will Bill Will it Riley? ever be competitive? Talent gap. Oh, by the way, Alabama <laughs> has beaten LSU eight times in a row. Will, Will it ever be competitive? Talent gap, crazy. <laughs> uh, Gandy Golden, the games where he didn't get 100 yards at Rutgers. Okay. Five for 68. Mm-hmm. Had a touchdown. That's still a good day, right? 
at New Mexico State, four for forty, zero touchdowns. We talked That's about that weird. with Alan. York. I said New Mexico, New Mexico State, uh, and then the other one at Louisiana, six for seventy. Okay, two so games ago, good team. Louisiana. Sorry, that was early in the year. All right, yeah. all right. Can BYU hold their big boy receiver to under one hundred yards? Yeah. Which, by the He's way, a baller. The basketball picks we did in one. Remember that? We are going to do that. We're gonna we're gonna put it out on social media. Uh, later today or tomorrow. So we're going to start picking for basketball as well, but not on the show. We're going to do it after. Will this combine with our score from football? I, or are these I, two I think they're separate, separate things. Separate? We're, they're separate. Okay. You can follow all of this and on you, Instagram. You can see it on uh, Instagram okay. and other social media right, Separate contests. Yes. Okay. So football is one thing, and then uh, whoever loses shaves their head, and then uh, <laughs> and one is another. Our question of the day, which offensive player for BYU football will have the biggest impact against Liberty? Let's go to our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Steve Bayer answers on Facebook. Sione Finau is going to run all over Liberty, and that's going to open up the passing game. I think Sione Finau could have a big game. He's been one of the surprises of the season. We'll talk about that on Canada on the kickoff tomorrow is these, this youth movement. There are a lot of freshmen and sophomores heavily involved in BYU right now. Who's been the most pleasant surprise? Baylor Romney? Sione Finau, Peyton Wilgar leads right. the team in interceptions. Got to be Baylor Romney, right? Third string quarterback winning two games. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no surprise. Today's rise and shout out goes to a BYU volleyball all timer, a combined effort from Jeremy and myself. Mary Lake, Jeremy. Oh, she's uh, the best. Run out the numbers again. She covers what percent of? I don't. Eighty nine percent of the world covered by water. Mary 70, Lake, uh, the ocean. Yeah, and huh? Mary Lake, the other twenty nine. Yeah, the other yeah. twenty nine. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's the this one. is uh, a video from inside the locker room after the game, featuring the voice of Heather Olmstead. bringing her up in front of the team and talking about the all-time digs leader. Awesome. My wife was roommates with Mary's sister, Melissa Lake, who was a libero here. So my wife met Mary when she was like eight, and here she is all grown up, Team USA, all-time digs leader. Pretty cool. She tore ACL at the beginning of her senior year, by the way. Still overcame that, came to BYU, has been amazing. She's so fun. Love it. I was covering Mary Lake's Palm Springs High School volleyball team when she was just a wee freshman. <laughs> so, so there's here that. She, here she is. Here awesome. she is now. All right. Sorry. Oh, actually, our thanks to today's guest, Alan York. I almost took your part. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ron Burgundy over here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Nick Martineau. See you tomorrow for BYU Basketball at 4 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Go Cougs.